Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1 and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart feels the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. Plato, the God maker. Makers, the world has seen and will continue to see Many kinds of makers, automobile makers, merchandise makers, space suit makers, produce makers, song makers, many, many makers. But God maker, Plato, one of a kind, there is none like the great icon, Plato. Now we can speak we can speak also of builders, as you well know. Many kinds of builders. Many kinds. Uh such as let's see here. Builders, we have pyramid builders, space station builders, monument builders, house builders, many, many builders. But the King James Bible says, he who built all things is God. The, the same says, the Lord is the God. The same says also, Tommy Hart is the Lord. The Lord, one of a kind. Which reminds me of Plato the Predictor. Tommy Hart, the fulfiller of Plato's predictions. Two men. It seems to me like they go together. They belong together. They're in the same group. That's what it seems to me. But Plato, the God maker. In this episode, I will address three questions. They are Ecclesiastes 7.24, that which is far off and exceeding deep, who can find it out? Second, Genesis 41, verse 38, can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is. Then there's the third one, Job chapter 11, verse 7, gives us this. Can a man, by searching, find out 
God? Great questions. But the answer is not far away from us. And we will uh, get set to begin here. Now, first, this statement coming from Second Chronicles 15, verse 3. Now for a long season, Israel has been without the true God. A declarative statement giving us information, informing us of some things. For instance, the statement uh, clearly suggests that there was a time when Israel uh, was uh, with the true God. Israel was having the true God. Israel had the true God. But then came the time God, the true God, went extinct. Now, what brought that about? Well, the Gentiles, alias white people, grouped themselves together, combined their armed forces, and invaded the land of the black people. Their target was God. Their mission was to take out the true God, to take out Israel's true God, and put down his people, which things they carried out, they being the Gentiles. And in the end, when they were finished, the true God was dead. So we have the statement, now, from that time to this time, for a long season, Israel has been without the true God. God goes way back. Way back. The Bible says, and that's the King James Bible says, from everlasting. Who can imagine that? It says, the Lord has been my name from everlasting. You know because I've told you, the Bible talks to people. The Bible speaks to the Gentiles. The Bible speaks to the Israelites. Who uh, The Bible speaks to one it calls God. Okay? And I've given many instances of that. And I believe I wouldn't be remiss in saying that something to that effect or to that subject matter, uh, comes out in each of my episodes, something pertaining to that. So, let's move on. I have a statement here before we 
continue with Israel and Israel's true God and Plato the God maker, I want to address this statement, which comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8. Whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. I want to read that again with reference. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8 says, Whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Have you not forgotten that I presented to you uh, just a few weeks ago 31 predictions made by the icon Plato, which 31 predictions the man Tommy L. Hart has fulfilled. Now back to the statement. Whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. What is a prophecy here? What is this statement or this word prophecies? What is it talking about? It's talking about predictions. Something uttered before the time or before time. Prophecies. They shall fail. Written in the King James Bible. Is the statement correct? Now, Plato has also said to me and to you, well, actually to me, okay, to the man, Tommy Hart, you know if I lie. That's what Plato says to me in the Bible. You know if I'm telling a lie, okay? Well, it's obvious that the, that Plato's 31 predictions that I presented to you is clear, unambiguous, that I, the man, Tommy L. Hart, has fulfilled those 31 pre- predictions that I presented. The evidence is in Law Master Archives. Let's give a few examples, just a few. Now, and I also want to let you know that I read did just a little bit of reading uh, of predictions that I have carried out, I have fulfilled, and I came up with 45. Now, that's not all the predictions that I have fulfilled. Okay? That's not all of them. But in a rough counting, uh, minutes before I left the house to come do this episode, I counted 45. Okay? So let's move away and up from the 31 predictions to 45. That's a lot. That's a lot of predictions. And we're speaking about here predictions that have been fulfilled to the letter to the letter. Just as the predictions stated 
that's what has that very thing or those very things have been fulfilled to the letter such as the Lord God will come. Isaiah 40, verse 10. The Lord God will come. The Lord God is here. The Lord God, the Bible's Lord God, is here talking and you hear him speaking at this moment. If no other prediction in the Bible has ever been fulfilled, this one prediction right here is so great. Okay, a great prediction. That means that the fulfillment of that prediction is greater. It's easy to say something that will come to that will happen. Uh, it's easy to make a prediction. Yeah, the truth of a prediction lies in its fulfillment. Unambiguous fulfillment. That's what we are speaking about here. If just that one prediction has come to pass, and it has, that's enough right there. That is enough right there. The Bible says in Daniel, one shall come. It says in Isaiah, the Lord will come. It says in Hebrews, he that shall come will come. And he has. And he has. Now, I don't know anything on earth or in heaven or in space that can um, excel that, that act, the fulfillment of the Bible's prediction. Isaiah 40, verse, verse 10, saying, the Lord God will come, and come he has. That's, that's, I wanted, I wanted to say, uh, that's almighty great. That is great. That is very great. Other predictions. He shall glorify me. Now, I spoke on that just a few episodes ago, so I'm not going to give any details about these here. The Lord will bring to light the hidden things. 1 Corinthians 4, 5. I've brought to light many hidden things in the Bible and that things that the Bible speaks of. Bringing the Lord God to light. Fulfilling the prediction and making it known to the people. Another prediction. Okay, on the same line, Psalm 50, verse 3. Our God shall come. He has come. 
whose God? Israel's true God. He has come. <laughs> These are great things. Okay, another one. When he is come, John four twenty five says, he will tell us all things. I have done that. I'm still I'm still speaking on all things now. It's hard to speak on these things and things concerning God and not to, uh and these things don't have to do with all things. Yes, they have to do with all things, even what I'm talking about now. This thing about Israel's God, uh Israel being without their God, the true God, for a long season. That's a thing among all things. Okay? Now, so all of these predictions, John seventeen ten, I am glorified. Psalm forty four twenty one, he knows the secrets. Remember the statement I referred to earlier? Bring forth the Lord will bring forth the hidden things. Secret things, hid things. Okay. First uh, Corinthians two eleven. No man knows the things of God. Yes, no man. And I told you, no man in the King James Bible is a moniker, a nickname for the Lord God. Yes. Okay. Um, the Bible says in John one three, all things were made by Him. Who? The Lord. The Lord God. And you can see that. Because I've been informing you of all things. Okay? Now, I have glorified thee on earth, John seventeen four. Okay, okay. So the man, Tommy L. Hart, has fulfilled uh, today, not today, uh, he has fulfilled, say at the least, 45 predictions. And I told you that's not all that I've fulfilled. Well, let's just put it at 45. That's a lot. Forty-five predictions made by the uh, by Plato, the God Maker. Those forty-five predictions fulfilled by one man, Tommy L. Hart. Now, world, you can you can say silent, or you can stay silent. Okay, which I hope you don't. I hope you I hope you speak out, acknowledge these things, and conform to these things. I do hope that. But you're not going to make me think that this, these are small things, that any one of these things is a small thing. No. Each one of these predictions is a big thing in itself. Each one. And for people to pretend to, to use the Bible, say, in, in church, Sunday school, schools of theology, and all, and they not give attention and do attention to these things of which I speak and present to you, something is very wrong. Somebody is a liar. Somebody is a hypocrite. Now, that's just, that's just the truth of the matter. People go to church, they use the Bible, and yet Bible prophecies, if you want to call them that, I prefer the word prediction. 
They use the Bible, ministers and all, from the top on down in the ecclesiastical world, from the top on down. Use the Bible and hide things, hide the truth. Be silent on the truth when it comes forth. That's evil. That is very evil. For people to attend these, say, religious events and all, church service and all like that, they go on cruises and they do everything, all kinds of anniversaries and all, but they use the Bible. They use the Bible. And yet, ignore Bible truth. Ignore Bible truth. That's an evil. It's a sad evil that people, it's very sad that people people can be like that. Very sad. Very sad. Don't have any regard or respect for the truth. But yet they talk about truth. They say they know the truth. They say they have the truth. All lies. All lies. But that's not my subject matter for for this time. But those are important points. They are very important points. So Plato has predicted the man Tommy L. Hart has fulfilled. Plato, the predictor, the predictor, Plato, the God maker. So we, we, we went through the statement, now for a long time, a long season, Israel has been without the true God. Right? And we stated at first, Israel had the true God from the beginning. Israel had the true God. The Gentiles uh, cut off that line, made it go extinct. And the greatness of it, the greatness of this thing, think about the uh, prediction, the Lord God will come. And he's back. He has come. He, he that was dead now lives. That's a true statement. Dead. The line of gods was dead. It had become extinct due to the Gentiles' actions. And now... It's back again. It's alive again. It's alive again, that line of God. Israel's true God, that line continues in the man, Tommy L. Hart. So, let's see here. So my point in bringing up 1 Corinthians 13, 8 is this. It says whether there will be prophecies, they shall fail. That statement proves to be true, uh, false. It, it is proved to be false. Okay. Because, like I said earlier, even if just one of those predictions has come true to, to, to fulfillment, then that statement it's false. Well, uh, if there be prophecies, they shall fail. Well, there are predictions in the Bible. There are. And guess what? Of the 45, 
I'm just letting, letting it go with 45, okay? Of the 45, everyone has been fulfilled with meticulous accuracy. Meticulous accuracy. That's my thing. That's the thing. That's a big deal. Clearly fulfilled. That's a big deal. And it's a big deal to be able to identify this statement, whether there be prophecies they shall fail, as false. That's a big deal. Because that's what I do with Bible content. That's my duty. Uh, Point out things that are true. Bring forth the truth. And point out things that are not true. Plato intended that statement to be written just as it is in the Bible. But he had confidence in the Lord that when he comes, he will uh, see through his, through his means, by his means, that this statement is false and make it known to the people. In light of all 31 or 45 predictions, in light of that, the statement is false. Okay, and that's not the only false statement that I've pointed out in the Bible. It's, and I've said before that the, not only just the false statement, but the true statement as well, uh, it's like have, have teaching on something, the Bible teaches on something, and then it gives you a, a, a quiz or a test on it. It tests you. The Bible keeps testing me. All right? Good. Good. Now, so the statement, where is it here, that says, okay, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 15. Let me read it with Ecclesiastes 1, 9, which I presented at the beginning. Ecclesiastes 1, 9, the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. Wow. What is he talking about? What is Plato talking about when he speaks of the thing that has been? It is that which shall be. I've just told you. (laughs) The the line of God, the Israelites' line of God has been. God has been, okay, that which has been. It is that which shall be. What has been, I've told you. If the Israelites had the true God, the Gentiles took that sign away, and now the Lord God is back again, as though the Lord is risen from the dead. I said, as though he is risen from the dead. All right? Yes. That, the thing that has been, the line of God's has been, it is that which shall be. Now, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 15 says this. Listen carefully. That which has been is now. Mark your, in your Bible, that statement is so true. Both of them are true. Now, the thing about it, uh, let's see, where, where is it? The thing, that, the thing that has been, it is that which shall be. That's predictive, isn't it? That's a prediction. Look at this statement right here. That which has been, 
is now. Wow, a declarative statement. The fulfillment, it is the fulfillment of that which says, the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. So we have a prediction and we have a statement on the fulfillment of that prediction. The, uh, the prediction, the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. The statement of fulfillment of that prediction, that which hath been, is now. What is now? The Lord is now. The Lord is alive now. Isn't that something? This is teaching Bible truth. This is teaching Bible truth. I, I can't say it any better than that, I don't think. This is simply teaching Bible truth. Knowing what the Bible has said in its predictive statements and knowing the man, Tommy L. Hart, knowing what he has done. Uh, in relationship to what the Bible says will be, you know, will be. The Bible itself tells me, know what thou has done. That's good advice, isn't it? It tells me, know what you've done, Tommy Hart. Okay? And I know what I've done in light of the predictions. Knowing the predictions, knowing what I've done. You now uh, have way to know the predictions through my teaching and know the fulfillments. Yes. These are great the statements in the Bible like that, they are so great. The, the, the uh, statement, the prediction, and the statement of fulfillment. That's really something. And the Bible goes on to say in, okay, let me read the, the, the complete statement in Ezekiel 3.15. It says, that which hath been is now. The Lord lives now. The Lord used to be, the Gentiles cut him off, killed him, and now the Lord is back again. He's back again. He's alive. At this time, he is alive. You know what I'm saying? That which hath been is now, and that which is to be hath already been. It's those two statements, Ecclesiastes 3.15 and Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9 statement go together. They're separated in space, uh, but they go together. And then you have in them, you, you also have the statement of fulfillment, which the man Tommy L. Hart has done and brought to pass. This is great. The predictions are so great. They are so great. Plato the predictor, Plato the God maker. All right. Now, look at this. Yes, let me get my other paper. Look at this. The Bible asks Genesis forty one thirty eight, 
can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? When you hear Spirit of God here, you know, me, me using it, uh, think of zeal, a zeal for God. Okay? Fervor, a zeal, and high enthusiasm or enthusiasm. A man in whom the Spirit of God is. Can we find God? Can we find the Lord? We've called upon him to come. We've predicted that he will come. Can we ever find him? It doesn't stop there. Let's see. Matthew 11, verse 3. Think think about this afterwards. Think about this. Matthew 11, verse 3. The question said, the question, art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Think of all the people who have read that statement. All the preachers who preached on, not only read, but preached on that statement. Art thou he that should come? Everyone else must have passed it up. They must have taken a pass on it because the Bible, that statement in the Bible has asked so many, even in the billions of people that through the years, through the years, it I know many, many, many millions of people. And the Catholic Church says they have about 2 million, I believe, uh, who profess Catholicism. Christian, which is Christianity, okay? Um, but when they read that statement, all the people, they passed on it. They actually said in passing on it, they said, no, I'm not he that should come. I'm not even her that should come. I'm not the one. But it came a time when the man, Tommy L. Hart, saw that question, <laughs> he responded by his actions, by his actions, he responded, yes, I am he. <laughs> you need not look any further because that was one of the purposes of the, of the Bible. One of the main purposes of the King James Bible was to find out God, to, to find God. Now the purpose, that purpose is fulfilled. When it came to the man, Tommy L. Hart, Tommy L. Hart, and they told the man, Tommy L. Hart, they called him even Lord. And the um, the salutation in the Bible even says, to the unknown God. And they asked his name, Lord, who art thou? Isn't that, isn't that easy? To the unknown God, that's the salutation. That's the Bible's salutation. It's not the only one. But that's that's the main one that I use, okay? And it's in, it's written in all caps, okay? So it has it it comes to you with force, to the unknown God, Lord, who art thou? They call him Lord from the beginning. The Lord answered, "I am He." The man, Tommy Hart answered, "I am He." But they didn't just uh uh the icon Plato didn't just. Uh, predict God would come 
they went a, a huge step further. They said, these are the things that he will do when he comes. Now, people, it doesn't get, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any clearer than this. The, the, the prediction, the Lord God will come. He that shall come will come. Our God shall come. Just predictions on the coming of the Lord God. And he comes. I have something else to say, but let's move on. He's here. When the word, that question came to Tommy L. Hart, he was ready to answer it. I am he. And not only, not only with the words, I am he, but by deed. That's why the Bible says these are the things he will do when he comes. That's his identity, his works. His works are his identity. Now, can he come and could he have come and not made himself known? Yes. Yes, that was the Lord God's uh, uh, prerogative, whether he wanted to make himself known or not. That still didn't make, didn't make him not God. He just chose. He just chose to what? Not make himself known. Now the Bible asks him time after time to make himself known. We have a statement in Psalm ninety-four, verse one: "Lord, show thyself." And the statement in John four, verse seven. Not four, but seven, verse four. Chapter 7, verse 4, which says, make, that, make thyself known to the world. I didn't have to do that. They asked me to do it, and I did it. I've made myself known not only to Israel, but to the world. Now, let's get this Israel straight. This Israel in the Bible, uh, what is mentioned uh, for a long season, now for a long season, has Israel been without the true God? That is not talking about the Israel over there in the Middle East. That's talking about black people who are scattered abroad by the Gentiles. The Bible calls them Israelites. And in the Bible, it gives the surname of Israel to the Lord God. But they asked him for his name. Let's say they asked him for his legal name. Who art thou? What is your name? Yeah, they asked me real clearly in the Bible. Who art thou? What is your name? Because remember the salutation which says to the unknown God? Yet they predicted that the unknown God would come, and they asked him, what, for his name? They asked him to reveal himself. Show thyself, show thyself to the world. And the man, Tommy L. Hart, has complied. Yes, these are very great things. Very great things. Now, let's move on. It is a lot. It is a very lot. There is so much that can be talked about. There is so much that I have said, <laughs> just as there is so much that Plato has said. Right? Now, so 
watch this. Can we find such a man as this is in whom the Spirit of God is? Uh, when he comes, he will tell us all things, and he will do this, and he will do that. Can a man, by searching, find out God? Watch this. Mark, Mark chapter 1, verse 37 says, And when they had found him. The Bible, as I noted, you know, alluded to moments ago, the Bible was on a search mission. The King James Bible was on a search mission. Search and identify mission. Search for God, find him, identify him. Let him know who he is. Let him know who he is. When they find find the man, let him know who he is, his position, and the work that he should do. That's the, the King James Bible's one of its principal missions. And that those things have been done, and now can we find such a one? And this statement, Mark 137 says, and when they found him. They have found me. The gods, through their written words, have found me. They saw for me, and they have found me. The the Bible's principal mission is accomplished. Search for God, find him. Let him know who he is and the work he should do. He should do, okay? Now, and when they found him, they said to him, all men seek for thee. Isn't that something? All men seek for thee. Now, when they found him, remember that as we move to the next statement. John one forty five says this, we have found him. The Lord God has been found by those who sought him. And he's been found now. We have found him. Listen, can we find when they found him? We have found him. I think that's an emphatic statement to me. Declarative, yes. I think it's, we have found him. Emphatic. Packed with joy, delight. Packed with joy and delight. We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. Now we know that these, the written word comes from, the Bible's written word comes from uh, the icon Plato. And I've told you what I mean when I say icon Plato. Go back just a few episodes and you you get that. I've also told you, by way of reminder, that Law Master Archives exists for you. For you. That knowledge is stored there for you. Because the Bible says 
The things that were written aforetime were written for us. Us. Us people. We who are here, we who are alive, those who of us, those who will be born. It's written for us. It's written for us. So make use of Law Master Archives. The three the, the three found statements, okay, or fine statements when they had found him. That's a great thing. We have found him. That's a great thing. Now what was the third one? Okay. All right. Okay, you you have it. I've I've stated it earlier. Oh, can we find such a one as this is? Israel has found that which they sought. And remember this, the statements that I spoke on minutes ago that have come to pass. Can we find such a one as this is? A man in whom the Spirit of God is. The the, uh, proclamation says, we have found him. We have found him. Who is the him? The man, Tommy L. Hart. Who is the we? The icon, Plato. And you know what that means or refers to. Consult Lawmaster Archives. Can a man find, can a man by searching find out God? The icon Plato, what they wanted to find out, has materialized and uh, has come to fruition. They found that which they saw. They sought the Lord. They expected the Lord to come. And they're... They have not been made. They have not been disappointed. The Lord has come. The Lord liveth, says Jeremiah sixteen verse fifteen. The Lord lives. It's also stated in Psalm eighteen forty six. The Lord liveth. Mark those statements as true and fulfilled by the man Tommy L. Hart, because. That's just the truth of the matter. You shall know the truth. I'm dispensing truth. Plato, the predictor. Plato, the God maker. All right. Now we got that done. Okay. And I gave you the statement, the thing that has been is that which shall be. I gave you that. I gave you whether there'll be prophecies, they shall fail, which is a false statement in light of the things that have come to pass. Can a man by searching find out God? Find out. Find out. To discover the true nature of. Discover the true nature of. Nature of. Now, those who predicted the icon Plato knew that the Lord God would be a person, okay? They did not expect a spirit. They did not believe in a spirit in the sky or anywhere else. Now, a spirit, one of the definitions for spirit is also 
also one of the definitions of spirit is this: a person who is uh, who has done. Let's see, I can't quote it, but anyway, it means this: a person that is prominent in a field, outstanding in a field, a leader, something to that respect. Okay, and the same for the word light. Light, L-I-G-H-T, light. The uh, one of the great lights in the field of, in the field of philosophy. Okay, a great light in the field of philosophy, or music, or politics, whatever. Okay, now, and that which is far off, I don't think I got it. Please. If I did, I'll just say it, say it again quickly. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 24. That which is far off and exceeding deep, who can find it out? Far off in time. Far off. The Bible itself admits, now for a long season, which means a long time, a long period of time, now for a long season has Israel been without the true God. That's over. That is over. You can say the Bible verse, the darkness is past. The true light now shines. Isn't that something? The darkness is, is past for Israel. Israel, and you know, I said Israel refers as a reference to the Israelites. Where are the Israelites? The Israelites are captives in their enemies' lands. Right? And yet through all that, the Lord God has come. They're, the Gentiles taking the Israelites into captivity, that did not stop God from coming. Huh? It was, we could say it was extinct. The Lion of God was extinct. Put out by the Gentiles. Kill God. In warring. They wage war, the Gentiles wage war against the black people. And I told you what the target was and what they did with the people, those who they did not kill, the Israelites they did not kill, they scattered abroad in, in the Gentile nations, making slave of, slaves of them, treating them cruelly, even up to the present time. Because the whole of people in captivity, well, yes, they make it look like it's not captivity, but it is captivity. Because in, in warring, nations, after the war, nations send the uh, captives back to their homeland, wherever they came from. The Gentiles have not sent the Israelites back to anywhere. They still hold us captive. But the captivity did not stop or prevent the coming of the Lord. If he came to his people, his people are in captivity. He came to his people. Isn't that something? That's great. That is great. All the evil the Gentiles have done to his people, to the people, to the Lord's people, that did not prevent that the continuance of the line of God, it did not prevent it. 
God is here. Somebody may say, okay, Tommy, you say you're God. You don't have any power. <laughs> what power? Did it take any power? You, the, someone kills the land of God that it becomes extinct. In other words, destroyed the land of God, okay? Destroyed it. The Israelites themselves don't know anything about what has happened in the past. The Israelites today don't even remember or recall that their supreme leader was called God the Lord. The Israelites today don't even remember that. They have no knowledge of it. I sound strange strange to them when I say, when I speak about the things that I do about uh, the Israelites' God. They should be rejoicing. The Israelites should be rejoicing. Yes, but, okay, the Gentiles use their power to kill God put it, and put down his people. It took something, it took something for God, the knowledge of God, to come to pass or come to bear. It took something. It took something. The the our fathers predicted it predicted it. They expected the Lord God to come. They knew that the Lord God would be a man just like they were. They knew that. The former gods were men, human beings. Human beings. Just like the present Lord God is. A human being. Don't have any superpowers. But it seems like because what, you know, you look at the things the former gods did. The icon Plato, the former gods, Israelite gods. You look at the things that they did. All the writings they left. All the predictions they made. And the predictions come true. Every one of them. Now, fools don't do that. Okay? Fools do not do that. Fools do not have that pre- precision of mind. No, no, no. Those gods were, to me, they are geniuses, okay? Who can predict things such as this? Okay, the Lord God is going to come, and he's going to do these things. And then the, the Lord God comes, and you know him by his works. He does the things that the predictor said he will do. I mean, we'll do to the letter, to the letter. You don't have to wonder. It took great minds to make those predictions and make those calls. It, it took great minds, okay, great minds, masterminds, minds above minds to do such things and to hope in it and say, to the present Lord God, you are my hope. You are our hope, the Israelites' hope, and God has come. I mean, people, fools don't do things like that. Fools do not do things like that. No, they do not. It takes great minds to do what the gods have done. Now, I can say that like this. It took, it took great minds to do 
what Plato has done. All right? And when you quote me, when you say that I said something, make sure you quote me. Don't say he said, well, he said this in other words, blah, 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 blah. No. You be fair to me. If you're going to talk about what I say about uh, Plato, you talk about, you give them my description of, of the icon Plato. And what I've said about the icon Plato, you be fair. You be fair. And don't give our lies concerning me. If you're not going to speak the truth, keep your mouth shut. Just as simple as that. Now, a lot has come out in this. It's like, like I said, in the description, it's like telling a story. I've told you the condition. Uh, I've told you what was what existed with among the Israelites and with the Israelites before the Gentile invasion. Matter of fact, what had existed with the Israelites from the beginning. From the beginning, I told you about what interrupted the line of God <coughs> and what has happened to the Israelites themselves that the Gentiles didn't kill or murder or slaughter. And I've told you about the prophecies or the predictions regarding the, the Lord God. I told you about them. I've told you about the fulfiller, the fulfillments of Plato's prophecies or predictions regarding the Lord God, the Israelites' true God. I've told you what that true God would do, what the Bible, what Plato has said that true God would do, showed you what he, what he has and showed you what he has done. Yes. And informed you, again, that the true God lives at this time. And even when he dies, it can be said he came. He fulfilled the prophecy. He fulfilled the predictions. He came and he did what the, what the fathers, our forefathers, expected him to do. It's like telling a story, like a story that is told from the beginning to the end. And the Bible says this before I leave. This is the victory. What is the this? The this is the fulfillment of the predictions regarding the coming and installation of the Lord God. That's, that's the victory, the Bible says. It's written twice. It's written in First John, where, where you have the, the, the statement, this is the victory. And it's written in First Chronicles chapter 29. And I read that when I was given the words of the words of exaltation. And sometimes I'll say the words of uh, installment, installation. First Chronicles chapter 29. Yes, where it says, and it says again, like I said, it says the first in, it says the first in First Chronicles 29, this is the victory. And it's speaking about there the exaltation of the man, Tommy L. Hart. And then it restates 
that statement in First John, saying, again, this is the victory. Okay. Now, I might not be quoting word for word in First Chronicles 29, the statement, this is the victory. But it says something to that to that effect, okay? It means the same thing. This is the victory. It says, thine is the victory. I think that's what it says. Thine is the victory. Yours is the victory. You've come. You have overcome. Hmm. I just thought. Overcome death. The line of God's was dead. The man, Tommy L. Hart, as it were, raised the dead up. I'm talking about the Lord God now. I'm talking about the former gods now. I have resurrected the former gods. I'm talking about them now. And you can talk about them now. The Israelites can talk about them now. That's resurrection. Bring back into use, service, etc. Talk and all. One of the definitions of resurrect. The former gods, the Israelites' former gods have been resurrected. Right? I'm talking about them now. And I, I've been talking about them for some time now. And you should be talking about them. Okay. This statement here. Let me read these two statements. Job chapter 8, verse 8. Inquire, I pray thee. Here, Plato is talking to the man, Tommy L. Hart, who, who they call Lord God. They call no man. They call God. Okay. Plato says to me, inquire, I pray thee, of the former age, and prepare, prepare thyself to the search of their fathers. I was just speaking about the fathers, wasn't I? And I've inquired of the former age. That's why I can make the statement before the Gentile Gentiles invaded the land of the black people, our supreme leader was God. Yes. I've done that. I've inquired. I've inquired and even informed you as to what happened to the gods, what happened to the line of gods, that lineage. Yes, I have already I have done what they asked me to do in Job 8, 8, saying, inquire, I pray thee, of the former age, and to prepare thyself, and prepare thyself to the search of their fathers. Now, this statement here, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. I, I said earlier in this episode, the Bible asked me to show myself, Psalm 94, verse 1, and John 7, verse 4. Show thyself to the world. Look at this right here. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. The, the, the fathers wrote, Plato wrote, showing himself that he is God. Isn't that what I've been doing? Showing myself. The Israelites said, said uh, what, show us the Father? I said that, I did that the last time. Show us the Father. And I showed myself and said that the man, Tommy L. Hart, although he is a son, Plato has said what? He shall be my son. Okay. 
But the man Plato, the, the man Tamiel Hart, is now the father. He is now God. Yeah? He's the son, but the son is the father now. Because the former father is dead. At this time, the man Tamiel Hart is the living father, the living true God of the Israelites. Great, great. So you ask, okay, so this is this is what I've been doing, okay, just simple, a real simple thing. I've been showing myself to the people. I've been showing myself to the people saying, look, the Bible calls me God. The Bible calls me the Lord God. Look, the Bible's salutation, which is written in all capital letters, says to the unknown God, and that's talking to me. They asked me my name. They didn't know my name. So when I come, I'm to read the book, and I see when I read the book or study or examine, analyze the content, I see that they're asking, they're calling for my name. Even, where are you? Where are you? Which I say, I'm in the land of the Gentiles. Well, one of the land, lands of the Gentiles, are, I'm in the United States of America. All right? That's, that's great. That's great. Not that we are captives. That's sad. But that the Lord God has come to his people. And if his, his people listen to him, they can rise. Now, I'm not talking about rising up to destroy Gentiles and all like that. I'm not talking about anything like that. That's foolish, okay? Just lined up in prison, if not dead, okay, because of such things. But we can rise. We can, we can rise intelligently, and the future, who knows what all we can accomplish. What all can the Israelites accomplish if they come together? Now, I know many people say that's impossible. It's not impossible. The Israelites might not want to do it, but it's not impossible. Okay? So, great things have happened. Great things are happening. We are learning more and more about God. And knowing this I mean, is a wonderful thing, that the Bible's God is a person. A human being, not a spirit in the sky, as a lot of Italian religion and Christianity I know. Okay? I mean, these are great things. Knowledge is good. Knowledge is good. It's good. I think that's enough for this broadcast. I've put out quite a bit of information. Plato, the predictor. Plato, the God-maker, the God-maker, Plato, the God-maker, all those things that I've talked about go to make God. Plato, the God-maker. But look what the God-maker says to me as I close. He says, I call him the God-maker. He says this to me. In John chapter 10, verse 33, thou, being a man, makest thyself God. 
that statement speaks to the cause of the cause for God. Who caused God to be? Well, Plato says to me, thou being a man, makest thyself God. Okay, look up the word make, cause to be. That's one of the definitions, cause to be. Plato says to me, thou makest thyself God. Now, there's no argument against that. I want to say this and make it clear. That statement is not a statement of criticism. It is not a criticism. It's stating a fact. It is stating a truth. You cause yourself to be that which is specified. Yes, you are that. And the question, who caused it to happen or to be, Plato says to me, you caused it. <laughs> Isn't that something? Plato, the God maker, says to the Lord God, Tamiel Hart, his successor, and the one that he said that he calls son, he says, thou makest, thou, thou makest thyself God. Let me speak it like this. You make, you've made yourself God. You cause yourself to exist. You cause yourself to be. Now you tell me, it takes power to do that. It takes power, some power to do that. I ask you, can you do it? And the whole Bible stands behind me saying the man, Tommy L. Hart, is the Lord, the God, the true God, the only wise God. Bible itself backs me up. Will you join me? Will you join me in this? I bid you join me. So, Plato, the God maker. Plato, the God maker. And he says to the Lord God, you cause yourself to be. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Always make Law Master Archives your dwelling place. Do go by Amazon.com, Kindle Books, and order from our list of books there. Order. Order for yourself. Order for a friend. Order for a family member. Order for a minister. Just order. Order. Okay? Now, join me next time. And do remember Plato the Predictor, Plato the God Maker, and he said to the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart, you made yourself God.